Hello and welcome to the Cinematic Adventures podcast, where we watch a movie that I apparently couldn't refuse. Uh I'm JP, and this week I'm going to give Daniel shit for the entire time, because he couldn't be bothered to finish watching just three movies, just three, three very, just very three. long movies, I didn't three the of one. the best movies. The Godfather trilogy is what we're doing this time. Yeah, this fool thinks he's going to be... A... Okay, so first of all, your whole, oh, I didn't watch the third one because it's bad. How do you fucking know you didn't everyone watch it? Everyone said it was bad. And Who's everyone? Tell bad. me, give, name everyone. Give me everyone's name. All right, hang on. I have a list. I want a list. Okay. Uh-huh. Be for I'm a hearing clickety clacks. I'm not hearing names. All right, I don't have a list. But you don't write. Okay. Uh-huh. People have said it was bad, and the other, first two were people. so fucking long. Listen. They. They. Hey. If you yeah. could see me, you would see the air quotes that I'm doing. They. Every time I say that, I just want you to see, I want you to imagine the air quotes that I'm doing when I say they. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. All uh-huh. of them are too long. Uh-huh. The part one and two are way too fucking long in every respect. They're- Correction, and they're way too fucking long for ADD boy. I don't have ADD. And That's where you do. I've seen long movies before. I saw have Lawrence you? of Arabia. Yeah, I saw Lawrence mm-hmm. of Arabia. Mm-hmm. And I saw other long movies, I guess. But like none as, as boring and stupid as this. So why don't you like good movies, Daniel? Because it's the fucking Godfather. This isn't something where it's like, I'm like, oh, okay. hey, it's, it's here's some goofy ass movie that I like that I want you to see because I'm really into it. It's the fucking Godfather! It shouldn't it's have been the that go- long. I can't, I can't, oh, for fuck's sake. It's I really, just... really long. Anyway, aside from the pacing, it's a really good movie. Uh... It's just got crap pacing, but it's really good. It's got great dialogue and great story, great characters. It was well worth the three and a half hours times Do y'all see what I'm dealing with now? For seven uh, hours. People out there in podcast land all 12 of you to listen. Do you see what I'm dealing with? 227 okay. minutes. What's 227 minutes? 227 Do you see what I'm dealing with? This fool had a month. A whole month to watch three movies. Three yeah. movies. Yeah, and three it long, boring movies. Yeah, yeah, well, we have televised That's like the ninth well. time you call the Godfather. Tri- the Godfather trilogy is what you're calling boring. I just, I it don't is know boring. if I can do it. Also, for the record... Um, Lawrence of Arabia is 3.78 hours long, and I was enthralled by that. So it's not the length. It's what the you're saying movie. is you're a child. Mm. You're a child. So I need to, do I need to like put movies in a bottle and bottle feed you now? That's what's happening? Oh. You seem a bit bitter. You're it's the Godfather! Bitter. It's the goddamn Godfather! I just said I it was too long. It's, it's plenty. It's, 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 I still oh. like it. It's just too long. It's three and a half hours long when it could have been three. Or two or one. It's, it's not really three and a half hours long. It's not yeah. three and a half hours long. You keep saying that. It's not actually three and a half hours long. Mm, so like first it. of all, it's not three and a half hours. None of the movies are three and a half hours long individually. Okay. They're closer to like two and a half hours long. Nothing is three and a half hours long. Well, why you is it? have the attention span 
of a goldfish that's high and you can't watch a movie that's longer than two hours long, apparently. I'm amazed you made it through Endgame. Truly amazed. Are you done? No. Okay. Told you this is going to last the podcast. I, it's fucking The Godfather, man. It's one of the best movies ever made. Mm. Ever. It's literally it's right. I good fellas. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why do I? It's going to be a while. Tune in, folks. Oh, God damn it. Okay. So. I mean, we can talk about all the good stuff in The Godfather because there is. I liked is it. Everything. It was just way too long. The pacing was trash. Talk about. Stop but saying that. Everything. Every every, the pacing was keep, awful. This is what you're doing. Everything you're, else. You're intentionally excited. What you're doing is you're striking a match. Every time the pacing is awful, <laughs> match struck. And now you're just like, let's see how long the flame lasts. It's going to be. It's a forever flame. It's going to always burn. Every time you do this, I'm going to go off. You know this. You know this. You're just trying to make me go off. Is this like I mean, a payback little bit. for Doctor Who? You wanted to do Doctor Who, by the way. I, I rather enjoyed Doctor Who. It was really yeah, fun. because you're fucking weird. Space bullshit, timey, wobbly, whatever the fuck. Who cares? This is the goddamn Godfather. Okay, so let's start out. You okay? I discuss. I am perfectly fine. Let's start yeah, you out sound it. by discussing... The Godfather, like, uh, let's, okay, I'm going to read a summary for The Godfather. It sums it up really well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do a summary for the other two, because, mainly because the book only has a summary for one. So I'm reading from The Godfather Legacy, which is, um, it's the part of the 25th anniversary Godfather collection. I have, like, a special collection from The Godfather, because, of course, I do. And um, it's it's from this book. It is... It's called the Godfather. The part I'm reading is the Godfather Recollection. I read it and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the fucking Godfather!" Like, that's because the Godfather has a lot of twists and turns, so it can be kind of difficult to uh, get through. Now, here's the question, Daniel. I have a question yeah, for you. Is- okay, I have a question for you. Okay. When I start reading this, are the are your eyes gonna roll in the back of your head? No, are you I actually pass quite out for enjoyed- a few minutes. Are you gonna I be actually- okay? I actually quite enjoyed the Godfather. Well, okay. I, I found the story interesting and the characters were good. Um, they're not likable because they're the fucking mafia. Also, I know what the mafia is now, so there's that. Yay! Something good happens. Uh, so the reason we're going to be doing The Godfather is because it is Robert De Niro month and he was in it. He's in The Godfather Part 2. Ah, he's in The Godfather Part 2. And I think he won an Oscar, so we'll get into that later. Okay, so... Uh, the Godfather is the story of Don Vito Corleone, the head of a powerful New York Mafia family, and the rise of his so- youngest son, Michael, in the family business. The Don is, ass- is assisted in managing his criminal activities by Sonny, his eldest and most volatile son, Tom Hagen, his adopted son, and consigliere, and his, um, oh, God, I can pronounce that, um, couple regimes, lieutenants, Peter Clemenza and Sal Tessio. The Don's middle son, Fredo, tentative and weak-willed, serves only in menial roles in the family business. His youngest son, Michael, a college student turned war hero, engaged to outsider Kay Adams, loves his family but wants no part of a life of crime. The film opens in August 1945 at the wedding reception for the Don's daughter, Connie, and her new husband, Carlo Rizzi. Attending the reception is the Don's godson, singer Johnny Fontaine who begs his godfather for help getting a role in a film produced by studio mogul Jack Waltz. Don Vito dispatches Hagen to Hollywood to convince Waltz to cast Fontaine in the film, 
to make him an offer he can't refuse. But the studio chief turns him down. Waltz awakens one morning to discover the head of his uh, prize racehorse, Khartoum, in his bed. Fontaine is cast in the picture. Virgil Salazzo, a drug dealer associated with the Barsini and Tatalia crime families, comes to the Don for his assistance in setting up a large-scale drug, ty- uh, drug trade. That almost, that was almost terrifying. I almost knocked over a glass of water on my computer. Would have oh, been no. horrible. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Salazzo needs, the le- needs legal protection the Don can provide through the vast network of judges, politicians, and police on the Corleone payroll. The Don declines because his connections would desert him if he became involved in drugs instead of more acceptable vices such as gambling and union racketeering. But Salazzo is persistent. Just before Christmas, he plots to kill the Don, first murdering his chief assassin, Luca Rossi, who sleeps with the fishes. Following Rossi's death, the Don is gunned down but not killed. When Michael goes to visit his father at the hospital, he discovers that McCluskey, a corrupt police captain, has sent away the detectives assigned to guard the, the wounded man. Michael protects his father from a second murder attempt. Afterwards, McCluskey arrives on the scene and angrily breaks Michael's jaw. Michael's love for his father quickly draws him into the family business. At a meeting intended to settle differences with the other crime families, Michael kills both Salazzo and McCluskey, escaping to the relative safety of exile in Sicily and leaving Kay behind. The murders of Salazzo and McCluskey spark a war between the Corleones and their rival mafia families, and Sonny, set up by Carlo, his own brother-in-law, is gunned down at a Long Island toll booth. In Sicily, Michael falls in love with Apollonia, a local peasant girl, and they marry. However, Michael's bodyguard, Fabrizio, turns traitor and plants a car bomb meant for Michael, but which kills Apollonia instead. Sonny's death prompts the Don, who is recovering from his wounds, to negotiate a truce with Don's Barsini and Tatalia and the other crime families, and he agrees to cooperate in the drug trade. Michael, now committed to the family, returns from Sicily and assumes his place in the Corleone family business. He reunites with Kay, promising that the Corleone family will become completely legitimate within five years. Three years later, Michael, now head of the family, initiates plans to expand his operations to Las Vegas. Fredo was already there working in the gambling business under the tutelage of casino owner Mo Green. Green refuses to sell his hotels to the Corleone family, despite Michael's personal offer. Vito, deteriorating but still acting as advisor to his son, counsels him about how their enemies will try to kill the young Don soon after Vito dies. Once Don Vito has died, Michael acts to solidify his position and exact revenge for Sonny's death. Against the backdrop of his nephew's baptism, he orchestrates the assassinations of Barzini, Tatalia, Mo Green, and other rival New York Dons in one grand slaughter. He also orders the death, of, the death of Tessio, who had betrayed the family and aided an assassination plot against Michael, as well as his brother-in-law, Carlo, who admitted his involvement in Sonny's killing. Michael, once the young idealistic war hero, has become a powerful mafia chief, even more ruthless than his father. Maintaining his efforts to protect his family above all, he lies to Kay about his involvement in Carlo's death. As the film closes, she realizes the truth. Michael has become the new Don Corleone. Oh, Red. <clears throat> well, that works really well. Thanks. Um, you see the descent of Michael. As you see the power that um, Vito has, you see the, the, the fact that Michael starts off with not wanting to be involved at all and then ends up being the new godfather is a great character progression for him. It's great, especially compared with uh, Godfather Part 2, which um, mirrors Michael's story 
and Vito's story. Mm -hmm. uh, they work very well. Mm -hmm. Plus, the mm -hmm. fact that a lot of this stuff is being parodied uh, shows its long legacy. Even well, see, if the only thing that you can parody, even if the only thing you can parody in this without having, having it being rated R is um, is the wedding scene, which is the most parodied, which is makes sense. All three of these it, movies are rated R. Mm -hmm. I I can tell why. What are they rated here? Um, I was going to say continue, but you can't continue because you didn't bother to watch the third movie. So anywho, uh, let's talk about The Godfather the first. The first one. Um, okay. So you actually watched this one. Did you watch this one in are one sitting be bitter, or two? Are you going to be bitter throughout the entire uh, episode because it's no fun? I mean, yeah, but I did warn you. Because you did. I said, hey, you, you didn't want to watch it? Fine, don't watch it. But I'm going to make you pay for it. This is your course. episode. You didn't watch it. It's not my episode. It's our episode. I mean, you wanted it's me to watch it. It's the Godfather trilogy. Yeah. Yes. No, well, you didn't. You didn't watch three. No, I didn't. Yeah. So you don't know how Michael dies. Oh no, got shot or something. Um. So, do you want to talk about the first one or not? Or do you just want to talk about the third one and how much, how much, how better it is? It's so much better than The Godfather. You should have watched it because, oh my God, The Godfather, trash compared to the third one. Are you done? Are you done? No! I'm going to fight back. Yeah, but your fighting back doesn't make any damn sense. Mine okay. makes perfect sense! So, Anywho. The Godfather. Do you want to lead or not? Go ahead. Okay, fine. The Godfather is good. It's really good. It was parodied a lot. So I knew some of the scenes, but I didn't know the context of the scenes because like, no one can do the context of the scenes because... Otherwise, it would be awful for, like, kids' movies and stuff. It's hilarious how much of this stuff gets parodied. It's, it, especially the horse in the head scene. The horse in the head scene got parodied tons. And I know this many parodies. What? Um, who parodied the, it? Uh, Rugrats. Uh, Rugrats oh. did the horse in the head scene and the... Um, you keep saying the horse and the head scene. It's the horse head scene. <laughs> the horse head in the bed? Oh, yeah. I, I say would the say, horse I was, and the head. I was, yeah, I was saying the horse in the head instead of the horse in the bed because it was the horse <laughs> head in the bed. Yeah, the horse head, yeah. Yeah. Rugrats, a cartoon, did a parody of the horse head scene? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, a rocking horse? Yeah, they did no. that. It was ridiculous. Oh, they did, okay. <clears throat> or a doll, I don't know. It's, it, it's just weird what people latched onto to a parody because a lot of this is talking and meetings so you can't parody that except for the wedding but um there's also tons of visual stuff that you can do but that, that's not the point point is that even though i haven't i didn't watch this until like two weeks ago the i, I know a lot that i know like the key things that happen in here i knew the wedding horse head um horse head in the bed I knew his outfit. I knew that he um, had a cat that wandered on set. Um, I knew the music. So it leaked into the um, consciousness because it's the fucking Godfather. Cause, so of course it did. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah. And this it's, is the... and from it's the number um, two of the... Was, I think it's AFI's top 100 films. It's number ooh, two. Number one is Citizen one. Kane. Oh, I was going to guess Citizen Kane. I bet 2001 is on there as well. That's on there somewhere. But number one is Citizen Kane. Number two is The Godfather. That makes sense. I love Citizen Kane. Um, 
I'm surprised you've. You're so bitter. It's very Me? funny. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I am shocked. I to call me bitter? Like really? Anyway. You indulge in it. What? What? Okay. No. It's the fucking Godfather. Like I can't emphasize enough. Okay. <laughs> this is like the litmus test for if you are or not a movie buff. Have you seen the Godfather trilogy? If the answer is no, you're not a movie buff. Because who the told fuck hasn't seen the Godfather trilogy? That's why it's called Cinematic Adventures. So that you'd show me movies like this and I could put my very, very harsh judgment on them to see if they're yes. overrated or not. Exactly. So that I could tell you, hey, watch the Godfather trilogy. It's a fucking classic. And you can be like, nah. What the fuck? I, I watched two of them. If the if they were better, I would watch the third one. You keep saying that's the part you keep saying if they were better, as if the second movie on the top one hundred is could. Uh, Since when do you care about what other people think? You're the one who cares. The whole problem is you did not watch part three because of they. And You're yes, right. You still be imagining. No, 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 no. They said it no, wasn't any no. good. No, here's what happened. I didn't want to watch the third part and i didn't feel guilty because people didn't like it so therefore i came up with that as an excuse and really i just didn't care i didn't want to watch it because i was busy watching tiger king or literally anything else i had so many things i'd rather be watching than the third part to an okay trilogy i'm not holding back i don't care so you're right the fuck do you think no, yeah, you're... you just called the Godfather trilogy an okay trilogy. What the fuck am I even doing? I can't. <laughs> I can't. Mm. I can't. You said you'd rate me over the call, so I'm just like, bring it. So, so you just called the God. No, you just called the Godfather trilogy an okay trilogy. Well, I haven't You've seen, seen the third four one movies. Be... What the fuck do you? I can't. I can't. Okay, it's the Godfather trilogy. It's like one of the greatest trilogies of all time. And it's not though. There, and you're just shitting on it. Because you don't know anything about movies. Oh, fucking A. What? God damn it. Oh, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Can you, though? You look like I you're in pain. You can't even fucking see me! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> so, Godfather Part 2. A movie you claim to have watched. Did you actually watch it? Yes, of course I watched it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be shitting on it. And I'm not, by the way. That's what, just what you think I'm doing. You literally just called the Godfather trilogy, which you didn't even bother to finish, an okay trilogy. You're right. The first two were okay. That is so shitting on masterpiece. There you go. So, can't take you wanna... seriously at all now. No, don't bother. I, I never take anything I say seriously. Like Doctor Who. That shit's weird. Anyway, do you want to talk about Godfather Part 2 already, or do you want to go to through Godfather Part 1 first? I mean, you're just going to shit on it. So No, I'm not. Like... It's only the pacing that's bad. The rest of it's really good. It's just everyone's sucking its dick. So I'm like, it's fine. I wouldn't put it on the top 100 list. You haven't seen 100 movies. Anywho, go ahead and talk about The Godfather Part 1 then. Okay. I just gave the summary. Sure. Tell me in your, your learned wisdom, what do you think about it? I thought it was good. I thought it was good. The, um, I like all the characters. Well, I like four of the characters. Uh, you go from all to four. There's like 50 well, characters in this movie. Yeah, I know. I, I just realized that like I only focused on like four or five of them because they were the main characters and the rest were extras. Um, so I like Marlon Brando. I think he's fun, fucking fantastic in this. 
his um, performance. Uh, his performance. So you got you got uh, Vito, um, you got the Dom, and you got Michael. And Michael's going to take over from the Dom, and you can see throughout. Wait, this did you say the Dom? It's Don. I, I did say that. <laughs> yeah, it's Don with an N. I knew that before I said it, and then as soon as you brought it up, I also knew it. I was, mm-hmm. you know what I was thinking of. Anyway. You were thinking of the Dom, isn't Dom Smith? Yeah. So. Yeah. Fuck it. Vito. Uh, you can see Vito's laid back, I've been doing this for 50 years um, style, where he's already earned all the respect that, he's already earned all the respect, and he's got all the power, so he's just very laid back. And Did you say like, earned? Like with the yes, T? Yeah. It's earned. Earned. Freaking Aussies. This is going to take forever. Anywho. You can see the differences in their style because Vito has already earned the respect of everyone and Michael is attempting to prove himself in order to take over from Vito. So he's much more aggressive. I don't think Michael was attempting to prove himself. Really? Yeah. He never had that mentality in my opinion. Is it just his style then? His style of, uh, he's much more aggressive and you'll earn his, res- he, you'll, he'll earn respect through fear. No, he's, it's the situation by which he came up. He came up in a situation where, he, so he wasn't, he never wanted to be part of the family and he was never supposed to be. He, which I think is an interesting start to his character because I knew how it was going to end. So seeing him, at the start, being like, I don't want to be a part of the mafia. Yeah. Uh, I just want to stay here. And I he think was supposed in- to be a senator. That's yeah. why. Um, that's why they sent him to college. And then he, while he was in college, he decided to join uh, the military, and he became a war veteran. And that was all supposed to, you know, fast forward him to on his career to becoming a senator. And he, you know, is a man of influence, so he had the right. He had the ability. The Don never wanted him to be he like he the Don knew that Sonny was gonna take over the family business. Fredo couldn't, Hagen couldn't, and he never wanted it for Michael. So um, he was like, it's gonna be Sonny. So he was grooming Sonny. But the problem is Sonny was too much of a hothead. And yeah, that he, ended up eventually getting him killed. killed. Yeah. Um, um but with I think Michael it's, it's great. It's a great logical progression to show how uh, Michael, who wanted to stay away from the family business and was going to be a senator and get into politics and probably um, help the mafia um, with laws that they wanted to pass, and his uh, wife, who was like, no, he wasn't. He wasn't going to become a senator for that reason. He was going to become a senator because remember, he when he told Kay, he's like, that's my family, that's not me. And then even when he took over, he's like, oh, we're going to go legit in five years. And his father even said, I didn't want this for you. He wasn't supposed to be a part of the mafia at all. He was oh, supposed okay. to be the legit, men, the legit member that was going to bring them into, like, basically turn them into the Americana type of family. So, because they started out, like, the mafia is, like, it's, it's kind of besmirched. It's dirty because it's criminal, right? I, I so they're that, now is supposed to be clean. They're supposed to be I knew, senators. I knew that so it's Michael supposed to didn't, be, like, legacy. Okay, so his role was to get their family out of criminal activity and move them into more legitimate but still well, powerful no, businesses. It, no, because it, again, Sonny, he was separated Sonny was from also, 
Okay, fair enough. Um, cause, but all that goes up in flames when Sonny gets killed and Michael comes back. Honestly, and- all of that went up in flames the day that his father was, a, was the attempt of, on his dad's life mm-hmm. when um, he had to come back because he was, you know, out shopping with Kay, like Christmas shopping. And then when he found out about his dad and he had to come back, and it was the the night the one thing that was the turning point was the night that he went to visit his father in the hospital and McCluskey had removed the uh, guards and he and Bonacera had to stand outside who was it Bonacera it was Bonacera's uh, son I think they had to yeah, stand outside he wasn't, he wasn't really involved they had to pretend that they had guns yeah um, it was, which, Enzo, was a sorry, great, Enzo the Baker. Which was um, great. I don't know if I don't know if Michael actually had a gun, but one of them didn't. No, I don't think Michael actually had a gun because remember, he's not part of the family. He's just the he's a college kid going home, you know, returning home to see his dad. But the re, the minute he got into it was when he realized, oh shit, they're trying to kill my dad again, and then he had to step up. And um, so that night, like he he had to step up to save his father's life. And then afterwards, when McCluskey came back and he took the punch, Sonny was like, you just want to get revenge. But Michael was like, no, this is not about revenge. Remember, there were rumors that the Dawn was getting weak. Michael is the Dawn's, like the the fierceness of the Dawn. So each, um, because Coppola had said that to him, this was like the story of a king with three sons that are like him, but in different ways. So if you look at his three sons, Sonny, ha- Sonny was a hothead, okay? But he had the Don's, like, strength, okay? Um, so that's why he was, like, being groomed to be it. But he, he was still, he was too, he was too impulsive. He was too much of a hothead. Um, and then Fredo was considered the weaker son. But he had the Don's kindness and gentle nature. Because when he wasn't killing people, he was a really, you know, like to all the people of his community, he was a nice guy. And he was very gentle with people. And like when you watch part two, you see, you, you, you see why people love him so much, why he was so beloved. And then Michael had the Don's cunning, the Don's um, intellectual prowess. And it turns out that Michael, who started out more, a bit more mild-mannered, not quite as mild-mannered as Fredo, but, you know, definitely more, he was definitely not as fierce as Sonny on the outside. Michael was way more fierce on the inside. You just couldn't see it yet. And so that's why that night when his father, when the, the second assassination attempt was made on his father, and he was like, we have to kill Salazzo and Tatalia, or sorry, uh, Salazzo and uh, McCluskey, and Sonny was like, oh, you just want to do it for revenge, blah, blah, blah. And Michael's like, no, it's not about revenge. Because Michael was now thinking like the Dawn already. Already, even before Sonny died, Michael was like, no, this is what we need to do. And then um, then he got sent away. So afterwards, he got sent away. And then when he comes back, you know, he comes back because of Sonny. And that was the official passing of the torch. But Michael's first act was when he was like, we have to, like, I have to show up to this meeting and I have to kill those two. And because remember, everybody else in that scene was like, no, we can't let him go. They're going to kill him, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, what are we going to do? Like, maybe we should do this. And they were like, they were arguing about what to do. And then Michael was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to kill him. 
And Sonny was like, oh, you're just saying that because of revenge. And he's like, no, this is what we need to do. I'm going to, he's like, they made two attempts. He's like, it's not business. It's not personal. It's business. He's, he's very cunning. Yeah. That's what I mean. That was when he, that was the first time when he took over because everybody else in the room was like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. And like, when, like, you've seen the dawn in action. When do you see him arguing with people on what to do or like, or even like brainstorming with people on what to do? No. Other people in the room might argue, but then when he speaks and he says, we're going to do this, that's it. You do that. And that's how Michael was in that moment, even though Sonny was the heir. Sonny was the one who was like, well, what do we do? We got da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And Michael was like, we're going to do this. And that's what they ended I, up doing. I really like Michael's character. He has a great descent. And also, yeah, you see that he, um, that he could be actually really good at this, even if he's trying to hold back um, in order to not be a part of the business. When that happens and he makes that turn, you can be like, oh, this is not going to go well. And well, the turn, so- the true turn for Michael was Apollonia's death. That's when he became vicious. Because before that, he was like, yeah, he killed those two. But you could consider that being like in self-defense. But the murders he makes, especially like the ones at the end when he just kills everybody, that's some cold shit. And that happened, like it's a little bit of him died when Apollonia got blown up. And especially for him to see that it was his right-hand man who betrayed him. And then to go back to the States, you know, he gets back to New York and he discovers that his brother-in-law is the one who betrayed the family. And that's why his brother died. And then, you know, the attempts on his father's life came from help from within. So that was when he was like, okay, no one can be trusted. There's no such thing as family. This is all business. I'm killing everybody. <laughs> like, fresh start. That was, so when, when she died, that was what, like, lit the spark in him that was like, okay, like, what, I, if there's no more Mr. Nice Guy. If I'm Mr. Nice Guy, I'm going to get killed or people I love are going to get killed. So fuck that. So everybody dies. It's really, um, it's really, really good. The fact that the, um, the fact that it goes from, from that to the other and you, and you buy it, it's, I just wanted him to stop and get out. And I knew that he wouldn't because obviously, but. Well, I mean, he could have watched three when he attempted to get out, but couldn't. So then, you know, he didn't. Um, But then he, he, did and then he died oh. but that was in part three that you didn't you know. no i didn't yeah you want to be bitter I mean, why do you keep asking you know the answer okay the answer is yes so are you not saying anything because i don't hear anything um i'm thinking oh there's a lot in this movie yes what do you is. want to talk about focus me on something the godfather part one or well the godfather yeah um there's a ton to say like you yeah we could do a whole episode just on this movie um it's well we have to do on the first and second because you're on the third um so with this one it's my fit of of the three my favorite is the second one because of the dynamic of the father and the son and so for me it's difficult to talk about the overall story without talking about two because well yeah obviously um but because to me like part two well i want to talk about all of it i don't i don't Okay. I don't want to like no, necessarily break it up into parts. Because to me, because here's the truth. The, the book is the parts one and two together. 
Okay, the, the original book that Mario Puzo wrote, mm-hmm. The Godfather, it's part one. It's The Godfather and The Godfather part two. That Put them both together, that's the book. So that's why they're that part sense. one. That's why it's part two. And that's why the stories are so intertwined. And that's why the, the first story, the first movie ends with the rise of Michael. But the second movie goes back and shows like it's it's a correlation between you know michael and his father and it shows it at the same time so that's why for me especially since my favorite version of this is to watch um i think it's called the hbo cut now i used to call it anthology i think it was called saga it's either saga or the hbo cut where basically they put them together so and there's no smearing of the lines between this is part one this is part two it's um it, there there there's one there's this i think it's saga when it tells it um in chronological order so you start out in sicily when oh, his um yeah you start you begin in sicily with Vito, and you go all the way through until the end of part two where he kills his brother and um so there that, i think that's the saga and then the hbo cut is i think hbo put it together in a different way where it's not completely chronological so it still goes back and forth between michael and his father but it's not exactly like part one part two they blend it a little bit better and so that for me i it's hard for me to talk about just part one or just part two because to me part one and part two is the story okay the godfather is is all is the two together so let's do both okay so let's um, let's do this Okay, so for me, the best part of it is that father-son dynamic. Um, and like I said, in part three, there's a famous line when he says, when he was talking, he's thinking about his father, and he asks himself, why was I so feared? Like, why, how were you so loved and I so feared? And we already know, because in part two, you get to see the two of them coming up together. And you get to see... It, it parallels the rise of Vito and the rise of Sonny. Now, in truth, or not, not Sonny, sorry, Michael. Um, in truth, Michael had completely different circumstances because Vito was starting from scratch. He was just making his way, right? Yeah. Um, and with, with Michael, there was already an empire in place. He had to take it over. But it was a very different situation because it was almost a hostile take. It was a hostile takeover. Because no people, a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, Vito killed people too, so it's yeah, but he's more polite about it. (laughs) Um, plus the main difference between Vito and Mike, well, not really, not really. I okay, because I was gonna say the main difference between Vito and Michael is Vito killed himself, but Michael did too. Um, because for both of them, what started them out on the path to becoming the dawn or to the path to becoming you know the godfather is was killing someone like that was kind of their like initiation i guess with michael it was killing um it, I, I said salato last time i think it was Italia. was it Italia? i think it was salato anyway, salato and mccluskey um and oh, i think it was Italia. is his name Italia? i think it's Italia. anyway um he was killed when he killed those two in the restaurant that was michael's like kind of initiation into the family right with Vito it was killing Don Ferrazamo um so and both of them they did themselves they did themselves and they got away with it and with both of them that was like their transition 
into you know becoming the don um but again with with Vito, he had to start from scratch like he was just a poor immigrant with three four five kids because michael wasn't born yet so i guess it was four kids um well no three because he um he didn't have tom hagen yet so it's three kids and um he was trying to he was just trying to put food on the table and you know take care of his son because um because fredo had the health problem and so he was just trying to get by you know and you had the greedy dons that were you know taking the getting the collection money and not even protecting them and then amping it up and just being all over assholes. And then he meets this guy, you know, he meets his friends who were like, which the way he was introduced to his friends were, is hilarious to me. Um, he's just like, he hears somebody like, Hey, Hey, what? Hey, hold this for me. And you're like, what? And it's, it's like, what normal person would be like, okay. And then you put it in your bathtub and you're like, this is a bunch of weapons. And he was just like, all right. <laughs> all right. Like, sounds about, sounds legit. Yeah. And he's got a bunch, you know, he's got a little, he's got a baby and he's like, sure. Why not? Like what? <laughs> so, I mean, um, it's not a normal thing, but if you want to be head of the mafia, you're not exactly normal. Right. Well, see that, like that was the beginning. He didn't want to be head of the mafia. He didn't, he was just trying to put food on the table, you know? Yeah. And so, but it, it really does like... parallel their their journey in that, like, both of them were doing the best, they were making the best of the situations they were in. They were just in drastically different situations. And they are drastically different people, which is why Michael is so feared. Because Vito would never have killed his brother. He would never have killed... He, you know, he probably never would have killed his uh, brother-in-law. He would have just sent him to Siberia or some shit, but he never would have, like, actually killed someone for whom he considered family, like, actual family, blood family. Um, not, like, the mafia family, but, like, blood family. Yeah. He's like, he's not going to kill him. Whereas Michael blurred the lines between the two families, and he saw it as business. And so, and he was like, you know, he... He tried to hit me. Okay, it didn't work. But, you know, my family was there. And, yeah, I could just say, like, oh, he's simple-minded. He didn't know what he was doing. Now I'm going to kill him. <laughs> it's just I like, mean, and by the time he did it, he had no, like, it, enough time had passed. He could have let it go. But he wouldn't. He just, and that that's the difference. That right there is why he ended up in the third movie regretting everything he had done. That and, of course, when his daughter dies right in front of him on the steps. Um, he ends up regretting everything. And he's just, he's just a broken man. Like this once powerful king is reduced to a frail little diabetic man who watches his daughter die in front of him and can't do a damn thing to stop it. And then he dies alone and he di- he he just he has a heart attack i think he just dies alone and kills over um that's pretty good the and um, so the entire trilogy is about it's not a it's about michael's journey i take i i take it from the just from the third one that it's all about michael's journey in um in the first movie it's uh him getting into the into the mafia even though he, uh, even though Vito doesn't want him to be, and then in part two, it's him rising up um, to be head of the mafia and uh, gain respect and power. 
and in the third one, it's he's he's got power and he's regretted all his life choices and being a criminal kind of sucks. Almost, but no. In the first okay. movie, he rises to power. In the second movie, he maintains it and we see what he does with it. In the third movie, he loses it. Okay. Um, and I would say that it's not about Michael. The The, the Godfather trilogy is about the position of godfather it's about it to me it's a, a, fa- a story of a father and a son so it's a story well, it's about equally that. about Vito and michael and the only difference is in part three you see the end of michael which is actually the end of this family um and even though michael has a son michael has a son and a daughter and um he could have had a, a second son but Kay aborted it and oh yeah um, that was yeah that was the um and so they end up divorced, which is a big no-no because they're Catholic, so they're not supposed to do that. Um, no, and- a, being the head of a criminal organization, that's fine. Getting divorced, yes. fuck off. Yeah, well, I mean, because like the like at the end of the first movie, when he's crowned Godfather, when he that's why I say the the first movie is showing his rise to power because he love, has power the, at the end of the first movie. I love the ending of the first movie because in that you have the parallel of um of Michael becoming godfather of this kid and then being and then rising and then uh killing everyone in order to become godfather of the uh of the mafia or their family of the mafia. Yes, that's the parallel. Uh, it's, he's, it's a great it's, parallel. It, it's not. It works so he well. doesn't kill them to become the Godfather. He is the Godfather. He or he be, he is the Dawn. Okay, so the position's title is the the title is actually the Dawn, the head of the family. Okay. Um, he is the Dawn. He cements it like his first act as Dawn is to kill all of his enemies. So he has already become the Dawn when he does that. But he decides at that moment, like he decides, okay all the motherfuckers that came from my father and people who killed my brother and people who um, like even Mo Green who wouldn't sell him the casino and had the nerve to treat his brother, even though his brother, you know, Fredo was, he's, he's not all there. He's still a Corleone. So you can't treat him like shit. You still have to respect him. And so, and then on top of that, you know, Michael goes there in person and you're going to deny him. So he kills Mo Green. He kills all of them. So he takes, he cleans house and he's yeah. like, okay, I have now uncontested power, but he wouldn't have been able to do that until he got power. He already had power. And so it's, it's parallel of like, okay, now you're officially a godfather when you become godfather to your sister's baby. At the same time, you're wiping out all your competition and everybody yeah, who and- told you now. And the fact that he became godfather um, of that guy's kid and then immediately killed him just shows how much he doesn't care about his actual family. And this is this is doubled down in the very last shot when um, the uh, when he they close the door on his wife, mm-hmm. and it's just like he's chosen uh, the mafia family over his actual family. And despite yes. how much he protests in part two, that never, he never proves that to be incorrect. What? In part two, he doesn't, he, he still insists that um, his entire family uh, dynamic is harsh and really bad and she sticks around 
even though he's revealing himself to be terrible. Okay, so you remember in Goodfellas when I was like, usually they don't marry outside of of the clan, right? Yeah. So, and how she thought everybody was crazy. Because remember, she was Jewish and everybody else is Italian. And she's like, we never met anybody new, ever. We were always around the exact same people at all times. Yeah. And you knew, like, everybody knew everybody from birth. Okay. Yeah. That's how, the if you're in, if you're going to be in the mafia like that, like in, in this story specifically, you're supposed to marry a woman who's in that situation. Like, perfect example. At the wedding, in the beginning of the movie, in the beginning of part one, uh-huh. when, um, when Sonny's wife is talking and she's like having fun and everything and she looks up and she sees Sonny flirting and she just kind of pauses for a minute and then she goes right back to what she was saying. That's what I mean, okay? It's, it's there, there's a certain mentality for a wife of a mafia boss. And Kay... Remember when, um, when he was, everybody tolerated her when he, when, uh, when Michael was just in the military, because it was like, oh, they did make fun of him. Like, oh, your girlfriend, blah, 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 because she's an outsider, but they were fine because Michael was never supposed to be a part of this. Yeah. He's so like, as long yeah, as you Michael was an outsider, not, so it's cool. And well, no, it's, he, it's cool that he married, that he was dating an outsider, because he was never supposed to be part of the family, like the mafia yeah. family. So it's fine. They don't. They they may they still made fun of him, but they're like whatever. It's fine. But once he became the Godfather, now it's dangerous. Now you need to have a Sicilian wife who knows who was raised to be the wife of a Godfather, uh, and um, and of course he marries Kay. And so originally he married his first wife was Apollonia. And Apollonia would have been perfect in that role. But unfortunately, she died. So then he comes back and he marries Kay. And I think he actually did love Kay. But oh, he definitely did Irritated. Yeah. But I think he was irritated that Kay never, like, he, he had the expectation that at some point Kay would just get on board and be like, okay, this is my life now and I'm okay with it. She was never okay with it. Nope. And she is... And, and the, his, it was also his fault because he kept lying to her. He was like, oh, don't worry. I'm, you know, it's never going to be me. And now that it's him, don't worry. I'm going to take the family legit in five years, seven years later. Don't worry. One day I, we're going to get out. I just got to finish this. And then, we're, and he just kept lying to her. Do you and think he was lying? Or do you think that he really believed that? Both. Okay. Um, when it, just like he originally did love her. In the end, I don't think he even loved her anymore. She was just there to be the mother of his children. Um, Similarly, when he said, that's my family, that's not me, I think he was 100% telling the truth. Because again, it was certain brought him in. Um, Because he's the third son. There's no way he's supposed to ascend to the throne. And his father even told him, I I never meant this for you. Um, And then then when 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 he got in and he was in, from then on, he was lying. Um, and, but as far as like taking the family legit in five years in the beginning of two, remember he actually was trying to do that. It just yeah. fell through and he was like, well then fuck it. Like, we're just going to stay like, we're going to we're going to do what works. Um, so I think he had good intentions, but if it didn't work out, he was like, oh, well, that's the way it is. And he expected her to go along and she was not willing to do that. So, um, 
so that i think that's part of the problem like part of the issue with with Kay was that she was she was an independent woman she had her own job she had her own college degree she was not you know she had no aspirations of being a mafia wife whatsoever and one day you know he's kept lying to her and kept lying to her one day she was like i'm not doing this anymore i'm not bringing another child into this because she wanted out but he made it very clear you can't leave me because these are my children so if she left him she'd have to lose her kids it's so it's not great no i i think we've um we've watched enough movies about criminals to say that criminals make terrible boyfriends it's just it's uh i it was i feel so bad for her (laughs) just like i wish she could get out just just leave oh wait till the third movie where she's on the steps right right next to her daughter as her daughter gets shot with bullets meant for michael they again the person closest to him they're trying to kill michael they miss and they hit his daughter and she had left him she had lived her own life she came back for i don't remember it was a celebration or something she came back and she wasn't like back with him she was just like back it was a family function where she you know she and the kids came back and um he was full of regret he he wanted her back and she was like not a chance in hell and um (laughs) and then you know the one time she comes back she loses her daughter yeah and it's just like and she and she dies right in front of her and she just loses her shit like she's oh it's a horrifying scene it's on the steps they're like going up to an opera and um i think they're coming down they think they've already seen the opera and they're coming down and the opera itself mirrors the events of the godfathers part one and two um and apparently didn't know this apparently the book that all of the move that the first two movies are based on was from this play that they saw like like mario puzo saw this play and created the characters and everything around the events of this play. That's really cool. So it's kind of like poetic justice that that play is in the third movie that you did. Um, but it's it's interesting. And then they're leaving that play. Do you know play the name of the play? At, no. Um, okay. They're leaving that play and they're on the steps. And um, there's a, an assassination attempt with the Pope. They kill the Pope. Um, a cardinal or a priest. It was a priest. Um, a priest um, decides to kill Michael like in retaliation for you know killing the pope and um and they like somebody tackles him as they tackle like he's going to shoot but they they somebody gets to him just in time to stop him but not in time to stop him from shooting one you know shooting a couple rounds and one of them hits his daughter's mass chest and she just stops they're on the you know they're on the steps and you hear guns go off and everybody's like freaking out everybody hits the ground except for one person and that's his daughter and she looks at her father and she just goes, Dad? And then collapses and dies. Everybody loses their shit. Everybody's like, no! Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, she was like, don't get me wrong. Sofia Coppola was the uh, person who um, played his daughter. She's not a good actress. I'm pretty all. sure that um, people weren't complaining about... When, when I say people complaining about part three, I'm ex- I think they were exclusively complaining about her. She's not a good actress, but okay. it turns out she is a, was a last minute replacement because Winona Ryder was supposed to take the role, but then backed out literally the day before shooting began. Because people and thought she that, um, so I don't much know what the, in this role. I don't know what the term is, but I think it was 
but it was she was related to someone. She's his daughter. I just said she's uh, she, it's Sofia Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. Okay, yeah. So people are complaining about her, and then I'm like, well, that's as good an excuse as any to not watch this. Uh-huh. Um, so this is this is going very well. Uh-huh. I'm glad that you're enjoying talking about this and not just shitting on me. Um, I, I think no, don't. Um, because as I said, I do like these movies, except for the pacing. Pacing's rubbish, but the rest of it is really good. Like I like seeing the descent from uh, of Michael as he goes further and further into uh, his role as being a member of the mafia. I really like seeing um, seeing Vito's rise and seeing how that parallels. I think that's my that was my favorite part about part two was seeing why this ordinary person would become the Don. And he wasn't an ordinary person though. Uh, he wasn't, but because he started in Sicily, the reason why he so again there's parallels. Michael was born in in New York, and he had to go to Sicily to um, he had to go to Sicily because he had killed um, he had killed McCluskey, and he couldn't stay. And there was you know a war and everything, so he had to go to Sicily for a while, and he stayed in his father's hometown. Now Vito, who started in Sicily had to leave because the local Don there killed his father and his brother. And his mother was afraid that if he stayed, he would get killed, even though he was just I mean, a boy. So he had right. to leave. Yeah, he, yeah, they would have. And, um, and the, so we yeah. also see why um, they need protection from, um, from these guys. Why someone offering protection would be very helpful because of it's not racism, xenophobia i can't think huh? i don't know Ooh. but um people hate italians because they came to america and that's why they what? the the people that the people that a veto need uh is protecting um needed protection because um they needed protection who what people who are you talking about um italians in america was it them who needed protection? Someone needed protection. Who was it? Because I don't, he went I don't to, know. He was, he was in a shop. He was in a shop and they're like, no one's protecting us. Uh, the cops don't care. Uh, they care about us. Um, they come and they steal stuff or whatever. Yes. Okay. Help me out. So you're talking about when he first, when he, when he got to America and he first, when he was on his way up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, that was protection money to, if you own a business, okay, and you pay a Don protection money, nothing's allowed to happen to your store. Not even a little kid coming and stealing from you because your store is now protected. Nobody can, nobody can do anything to your business. If anything happens to your business, that Don will reimburse you, but you have to pay them every week and you're paying for protection. It's basically like, it's like in like a local version of cops, but nobody trusts actual cops because they're all corrupt. So you go with the guy that you know that you've known your whole life. He's going to look after you. You just have to give him some money every week and you'll be fine. Your your business is protected. That's what protection money is for. Okay, so the protection money, um, 
that didn't start with this with um Vito, but Vito started doing protection money. Right. He started and, doing it because when he took down um uh Ferenzamo, he everybody was like, Oh, you're stronger, you're strong enough, you can protect us. And with he and his friends, he realized the two, you know, the three of them together, they actually could protect people. So then they started getting money to protect people because now, you know, the dawn for that block is gone now. So people look to him because you go to the strongest person and you're like, you're strong. You can save us. You can protect us. And he started trading in favors. So it was like, if you don't have money to give them, well, that's fine. But one day I may call upon you. And when I do, you're going to do the thing. And people respected him because as long as he doesn't need you, he'll leave you alone. He, he's not gonna like he himself like in this particular instance because not like all of them like we we're talking about goodfellas and all that but in this yeah. particular instance he was just a nice guy who would walk by he didn't have the assumption that he would get fruit for free if he went to your stand but people gave him fruit for free because he was so respected and he was like oh. michael even says like he was so loved so he was a genuinely nice person to the people that he, you know, came in contact with. And as long as you didn't cross him on the business field, you would be fine. Yeah, and he, uh, I like that he trades in favors. And I like that that came into play later. Because at the start of The Godfather, we had this guy who was a, uh, I think he was a doctor. Was he an actual doctor? But he had, um, his daughter was beaten up and um, he wanted the Dom to kill the Don fucking hell. He, he wanted Vito to kill him. And Vito was like, Your daughter's alive, so no. And so he's and he's like, well then do He's a baker. He's a baker? Yeah. Well Sarah. Interesting. Interesting. I, who was he the one that he called back at the end? Called back at the end. He's the one okay, um when so, someone at the start in the wedding when when um Sonny got killed he hmm. came back. Yeah, that was him. To, um, to him. He's a baker. Yeah. Uh. No. Sorry. He's. Um. I. I keep for some reason I keep getting he, and the guy who came because I was just about to say he's the one who came, but he's not. Um. I keep getting he and the guy who helped the um who helped Michael out when his, his father was in the hospital. He's a baker's son. Okay. I, I think it's Enzo. Uh. The guy okay. in the beginning is Bonus Sarah. He is a mortician. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So he gets called back in, and the favor that he did for Vito was to uh, reconstruct Sonny's face for the funeral. Yeah, because it's it's considered like disrespectful to have a closed casket, and you know the mother, he like he's like his mother needs to see the body, you know. So, but he was riddled with bullets. So, because the thing is, like that was that was so brutal. Like yeah. not the the um, not only the, did they shoot. The way- him to the point where he was dead what was that the one where he was in the phone booth like there was no. a series of booths no he was um he was going through um a lot of people die in these movies yeah oh okay. um he was going through he was going through like a toll booth or not not toll booth but like a um a toll road and he stopped and there was a car it was the like the classic thing of boxing a man like there's a car in front and a car behind and then the people oh, in the cars one. the people in the vehicles in front and behind get out and then the guy that was in that's in the um in the toll booth that's supposed to take 
take your money, he ducks. And so oh, when he said when he saw that, he knew some shit was going down. That's why he got out of the car because he was trying to run before he was trying to run away before the before the shit went down. But unfortunately, they were already there and they just gunned him down. I was thinking of the toll booth scene. Yeah, um, well, the toll booth scene. Yeah. They the guy was in it. He just went down. And as okay. soon as Sonny saw that, he was like, "Oh shit!" And he got out of the car. That's why, because like when I was a kid and I saw this, I was like, "Why didn't you stay in the car?" And then I was like, "It doesn't matter," because they riddled everything with bullets so bad like there's no way he would have there's no so surviving that situation. yeah there was no surviving so i was like yeah plus it's not like he could have driven out because they boxed him in so yeah um but yeah apparently yeah. so the dom the the guy that you actually are thinking of or you keep mentioning he did a comparison between the book and the movies and That's apparently his thing. he does that yeah um apparently in the book it was odd that so apparently in the book they gave like it was super sexist they gave no fucks about any of the women and so sunny was considered is, it, is that one of the things where it's criminal so of course they didn't or is it something like oh the author's a bit weird the author's it, a bit weird it, okay um are you in like an aviary or something like i keep hearing birds but uh there are birds it's daytime okay um so in the according to the dom like in the book struck. yeah very strange um in the book they had um uh, uh sunny was considered wrong for going after the guy who beat up his sister because oh, no. the because the don was like that's between you know if he beats his wife that's between he and his wife oh that's that's not good at all and it's like that's your daughter it's and way better like, that's in a the... marriage it's way yeah, better so than the, the fucking movie. Where yeah, the Donna like, yeah, way nicer. And then even Connie even went to her mother and told her that she was getting beaten up. And her mother was like, well, what are you doing to get beaten up? Like, stop it. Oh my God, I hate this guy. Yeah. So no way the book was apparently was like, way worse. All right. <laughs> and so Sonny, so um, that's why the trigger, that's why they knew that they would get Sonny alone. Because Sonny was the only one who gave a damn that Connie was getting beat. Because the trigger to get the the way they got him was um, they paid his brother in law to convince Sonny, and so his brother in law was okay with it because Sonny beat the shit out of him the last time he beat her, and so and he told her like you touch it again, I swear to God I'll kill you, and so Sonny was on his way to kill him, or he's at the very least gonna beat the ever loving shit out of him, like beat him into a coma. Um, because he beat up Connie again. Because Connie called and she was like, he, you know, he beat me. And so um, that was an easy way to get just Sonny himself down there. As opposed to, you know, if, if anything, if, if you try to call something on someone, the Don is going to see through it. And at that time, it was Sonny. He would have been patient enough to be like, okay, we need to think this through and blah, 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 blah. But he was emotional when it came to his sister. And that's why he was easily able you know that's why he was by himself there was nobody else in the car because he was going down to take care of this nobody else went with them because everybody else was like that's a marital situation like stay out of it so they so. changed that in the movie all for the best um, well they didn't really change that they just didn't say it well but if you notice nobody they changed else through omission um yeah but in the movie uh, i i said the wrong thing omission no, they didn't mention it. What you meant. Okay, cool. Um, so they didn't say it, but in the movie, it's 
uh, since they didn't come out and say it, it's more like he wanted revenge. So he, um, and he was, and Sonny's always been a hothead anyway. So you can see why he wouldn't think to call him for backup and to just go out and kill him. And that's how he got killed, right? I think that's how he got killed. Because yes. he went out alone. Um, but revenge on what? Uh, for beating up his sister. Oh, yeah. Is, is um, that how it happened in here as well? Because he was on his own to get revenge for someone beating up his sister? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I would use revenge as the right word. Um, it was more... He was he was going to stop it. Like I don't I don't think it was revenge. Because for okay. example, for me, revenge is when Michael had Carlo killed. That was revenge because he's it was revenge for it. having Sonny killed. Yeah, he when when Sonny went after Carlo, it's not revenge. It's stop beating my sister. I told you to stop beating my fucking sister, and you beat her again. Now I'm going to beat you. It's not necessarily revenge because to me, revenge is like. Like, if he had killed her, then it would have been, like, revenge. But it was more like, you know, you're still alive and you did a thing I told you not to do. I'm going to come take care of you because you're still doing that thing. So it's not a revenge. It's more like um, more like managing the situation. Did anyone stop that after he got killed? He didn't do it anymore after, after Sonny got killed. Well, that's good. Yeah, cause he did it. Well, actually, um, so after Sonny got killed, remember Michael came back and um and they had the like at the funeral and they were you know talking and everything and um and they they decided to tell carlo because uh carlo was afraid that the, that michael was gonna have him killed and um and they were like no but you're done you're not allowed to be part of this family like so he was all remember he was all like relaxed and everything and then later they killed him yeah so um so that, yeah is he so the guy first, that, they just is he the guy that got killed at the end uh towards the end when a he, lot he of people be- got killed okay time. fine he, this, uh he the michael became a kid's godfather and that that kid's dad got killed was that he didn't get killed yeah he didn't get killed till after the ceremony yeah yeah so so that like was the months guy. had happened or not months necessarily but like time had passed well yeah months because I think the baby has to be a certain age before they do the baptism. Um, so time had passed between Sonny's murder and him killing Carlo. Because Sonny, when Sonny was killed, uh, the Don was still alive. And the, he didn't kill Carlo until after the Don died. And the cold-hearted thing was when Connie was like, look, I know he was involved, and I know that you're the man now, but please... He's the father of my children. Don't kill him. And he looked her in the eye and he was like, okay. And then he got, yeah, I'm killed. So not only, not only is he a murderer and a terrible boyfriend and husband and, um, but he's also a fucking liar. Yes. That's the final (laughs) straw really. Well, the lie happened. I can deal with murderers, but as soon as you lie, it's just like, that's just rude. Oh my God. That's like you. Um, the the ultimate Wait, lie what? was the one he told. You Kay. brought up Star Wars. No, I said the Phantom. No, I did say Phantom Menace. Damn it! I meant to say Phantom of the Opera. Oh, okay. I meant Phantom of the Opera. Um, yeah, <laughs> you said the goofiest shit the other day. It was very funny. <laughs> huh? It was very funny. Um, yeah. So now we have to explain it because people are like, "What the fuck did he say?" Uh, <laughs> I he you he was confused over the um the plot. Uh, he thought that 
she thought like for phantom of the opera he thought that um that christine thought the phantom was her father and uh or he thought that the phantom was christine's father and i was like no no i didn't i didn't think i didn't think that i thought that she thought that oh, um, okay. uh because they explained it yeah uh, okay. when the guy was like he's not your dad and it's like oh thank god because like he definitely wanted to fuck her and that would be a that was a bad time well, yeah. So, yeah, my explanation was at first she thought that he, when, like, in the song Angel of Music, at first she thought that he was her father, her dead father's ghost coming to help her. And then when she physically met him, she realized he wasn't a ghost. So then she thought he was sexy until he started murdering people. And then she was like turned off. And his response was, it must, what did you say? It must have been, uh, uh no i I said um i said uh great voice shame about the murder yeah um yeah but you know you gave a reason you were like because i was Uh, like yeah she didn't like him for the lot uh once he started murdering people she didn't like him and you were like must have been something (laughs) can't can't think of a reason it was very oh no shallowness yeah shallowness yeah shallowness and i was like she's she's super shallow Oh, it was a great time. You should have been there. It was much more funny when we did it right, except for the inflation <laughs> right now, which isn't that funny. No. But we had a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, oh, fuck it. Um, <laughs> it was, I was like, then she was attracted to him until he killed someone. She found that less attractive for some reason, and you were like, shallowness. I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Is shallowness yeah. the reason you gave for her being no longer attracted to a man who murdered people? And you're like, I can think of no other reason. And then he immediately said, what's French for love your voice, Shane, about the murder? <laughs> and then I found, I found it. I found what the, was French for that. And then I sent it to you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about. These Godfather are the conversations we have. Yeah, yeah. it was a great time. <laughs> Anyhow. So yeah, it was a situation with Kay. It was like, for some reason, she just didn't find the murdering very attractive. Um, so the last scene in The Godfather when like he had just talked to Kay and said because she really because you know the sister comes back and she's like you murdered him you murdered your brother-in-law father of my children and then he was just like get over it and then and then Kay comes in she's like did you Michael did you murder your brother-in-law and he was like of course not that was the cardinal sin lie he lied to his wife that's and then when everybody is in there kissing the ring and they close the door, that's it. That was like him closing the door on their relationship. Like, I am never going to tell you the truth again. <laughs> so Yeah. At that point, he's just like, I've just made my decision. I'm not going to give up being the godfather. Right. He's, and, he's firmly the godfather at that point. Yeah. And she's like, shit. But she and knew she, he was lying to her. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. the, the look on her face when he closed the door on her was is so good. It's, it's a it's a look that is between I know you're lying. Also, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's one of those scenes where like without words, so much is conveyed. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's a great ending shot. Yeah, and that's why that's one of the reasons why second movie of all time second best movie of all time and then but to me i like the godfather part two the best of all of them how come um 
Well, I've explained it multiple times. I mean, yeah, it, you, you've shown, you've, you've said uh, good things about it, but why do those things overtake The Godfather for you? Because, well, for one, to me, okay, so The Godfather by itself is a complete story, mm-hmm. but The Godfather, I was going to say, like, it's not a complete story unless you put it together. Because to me, that's how I see it. I see it as a saga. I see one and two as just one big story. It's just like when I watch Kill Bill. I watch Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. I don't just, I don't watch Kill Bill Volume 1 and then the next day, Volume 2. Like, I'm like, no, fuck it. Let's do this. I watch Bollywood films. I can sit for four hours. I just watch (laughs) 1 and 2 together. And to me, like, that's the thing. That's honestly, for being 100%, probably the reason why I can sit through so many marathons so many movie marathons is because i started as a teenager knocking out the godfather in one sitting like the godfather's parts one two three hadn't happened yet because it came out when i was a teenager but like um i used to watch godfather part one and two back to back in one sitting just like boom let's do this i've got six hours and um so that was probably like my introduction to marathoning and now I will stay in the theater for three fucking days. What else have I got to do? Like, fuck it. <laughs> so I, that's why when you come at me with like, it's too long. I'm like, bitch, I lived in a theater, okay? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm not the one to say it's too long, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, I literally stayed in the theater for three days to watch the Endgame Marathon. Watched all 22 movies. That is horrendous. I love all of the Marvel movies. I cannot imagine doing that. It's not the first time. I so I also did the um, Avengers, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron marathon. That was only eleven movies, and that only took a day. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a day and a half. The twenty-two movie marathon was literally three days. It started at seven a.m. I want to say eight a.m. Started at eight a.m. and it ended at um, ten p.m. Three days later. Started on Wednesday, ended on a started on Tuesday, ended on a Thursday. So I started Tuesday at eight a.m. and ended Thursday at uh, ten p.m. And no, I didn't leave the theater. <laughs> yes, that I sounds, stayed there for every single film. That sounds no, terrible. I didn't sleep. It was amazing. It was like a vacation for me. I loved this shit. Like it was awesome. You would think I'd be passing out by the time Endgame came, and it was like I took a jolt of caffeine or something because I was like, oh, "It's here, it's Endgame. Let's do this." And it's like it's it's almost as if I just you know woke up from a nap or some shit, and I was fresh faced and ready to go. And then of course you have scenes like Captain America grabbing Mjolnir, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I didn't think this could happen in my lifetime." And then there were screaming and tears, and it was just amazing, beautiful. Yeah. So I'm a different kind of creature. Yeah, I can tell a little bit. Um. So yeah, The Godfather. It's really good, and I can't emphasize enough how much it being good and it being long don't like counteract each other it's long and i don't like that it feels long but like literally everything else about it is good yeah so yeah there's there's no there's no individual scene in this and there's no character in this that i flat out think ruins the movie it's just the fact that it feels long that's it and i'm glad that i saw it i it's been on my watch list forever but i wasn't going to see it because of the pacing but like just don't like long movies. 
which is weird because I don't like movies that feel long because this isn't as long as stuff like Lawrence of Arabia, um, but it feels longer. So it's weird. So do I like it? I do. It's, it's complicated. I have a complicated relationship with these movies. You're but I'm not. Yes, I am. I am glad that I watched it though. That's if nothing else, it's like, oh, that's where that's from. It's that kind of movie as well. Can you hear my eye roll? I'm just wondering. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking audible. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, it's not a visual medium. That's probably a good thing. But especially anyway. now, I'd have to wear a bra. Ew, gross. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if we're on camera. Dude, I haven't, it's been over a month since I've had to leave the house. Why yeah. the hell would I put on a bra? I know. It's just weird. Don't I'm put saying. on a bra. Why bother? I mean, what are you going to do? You're in exactly. the house. And the only thing that you do in public, sort of, is a podcast. The only way that anyone would know that you didn't wear a bra is if you brought it up. And I exactly. edited it up. <laughs> oh, why would you edit out this? This is gold. Mm. There's so many other things you've left in. <laughs> like, why yeah. edit this? <laughs> Do you think I'm ashamed? No, oh. because not one woman in my position would actually put on a bra. What the hell for? It is not going anywhere. Hmm. I, no. unlike some people, when the governor says stay the fuck inside, I actually stay the fuck inside. So I, the only reason I go out is to, like once I had to leave because in order for unemployment, I had to um, go to the post office. So I had to leave to go to the post office. And then um, twice in the last just over a month, I've left for groceries, and that's it. And the second time, I only went because um, I ran out of water. I don't. I'm very. I'm a water snob, and I had bought a filter. And I was like, I'll just, you know, I'll, before uh, the lockdown happened, I was like, I can't possibly buy enough water, so I'll just get a filter. And then after like a week in, I realized I wasn't drinking enough water because I just can't do it. Like I feel like I'm drinking sewer water, so I was like, fuck it. And I just went back out and got some more water. So. <laughs> So had it not been for that, I would have only gone out like once or twice. Well, twice, but yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And now, honestly, like uh, this, my schedule is just, I don't have a schedule. My life is so upside down. I used to go to bed between like three to 5 a.m. I'd sleep for seven hours. So I'd wake up between like 10 and noon, right? Right. And that was like a daily thing. Even if I was off, you know, it didn't matter. I pretty much get... The only difference is like if I had to work in the morning, maybe I had to wake up a little bit earlier. So I'd wake up at, you know, 10 or whatever time I had to make sure I was ready for work. Um, but since I've had no work for over a month and I've been like the only thing that's scheduled is this podcast. I My friend lost her shit today because she called and she was like, so she didn't call. She sent me a text message and she was like, all right, this bitch isn't going to call me back for like, you know, several hours. And then I responded and she was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, there is no such, like, reality isn't real. There's no Everything such thing as time down. anymore. Time's There's, terrible. It's just not great at all. Like, seven o'clock in the morning, I'm responding. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't have any semblance of normalcy. I've, like, I've, I've gone to sleep at 11, 11, not p.m., 11 a.m. I've gone oh, to sleep dear, at 11 a.m. I've gone to sleep. I'm probably going to go to sleep when we're done with this at like six o'clock. Cause why the oh, fuck not? And then yeah, I'll wake up so three hours I, later. Yesterday, yesterday I was tired and going to bed and then I checked the time and, it was, and it gets, it gets dark early here because it's 
Dallas Savings Time is over. And the uh, and I checked the thing and it said six o'clock. I'm like, fuck this. And then I just got up and had to find something else to do because there's nothing to do because you can't go out. What are you going to do? Exactly. So that's why it's just like, and I've noticed that like either I'll sleep all day or I won't mm-hmm. sleep at all. Yeah. So and it's I, like, the it's reason weird. I watch Fa- the which, reason I watch Phantom of the Opera is because it was either that or go to bed. And I'm like, I don't want to go to bed, but I got nothing else to do. So I watched Phantom of the Opera and it was just so good. Yeah, I watched it too. It was pretty good. Um, okay. So none of that had anything to do with Godfather. Anyway, um, so <laughs> this month, like we were saying, is Godfather. This week is The Godfather. This month is Robert De Niro. So, Godfather yeah. Part 2, Mr. Bobby De Niro. Okay. Go for it, Daniel. What did you think of his performance in this film? I thought that... Okay, so, in my head, when I think uh, someone's get, got an Oscar for portraying someone else, it's a copy. Because that's how every celebrity Oscar works. And... I assume he got an Oscar for this. I, I think that's the story. Did he get he either one or got nominated? I forget which. Wait, hold on. What do you mean by it's a copy? Uh, well, when, um, like, uh, in uh, in the Queen one, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, that's not a good performance, but it's like, he looks exactly like him, so therefore the Oscar. Um, oh. So, but-, it, but but in this... I really like it because it doesn't feel like a copy. It feels like a younger version of uh, of Don. Uh, I know it sounds like Corleone. Vito Corleone. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that it would just be an impression, but nope. He's, uh, he, um, you can see the, the drive. And you can see the difference between his younger self and the older, more relaxed, I've got all this shit sorted out self. Mm-hmm. I, thought it, I thought it was really good. Uh, by the way, he did win. He won Best Supporting Actor in 1975 for Godfather Part Two. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> it, it, worked, it, it worked out. He did really good. All the acting in this is top-notch acting. Yeah. Um, compare this to the De Niro you saw in, I wanted to say Casino. What did we watch last week? Uh, um, Goodfellas. And Goodfellas and um, and what was the other one? We watched uh, Goodfellas, Donnie, Donnie Brasco, Brasco, and what was the third one? <laughs> Shit. I forget. Oh, damn. Anywho. There's a lot. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, you remember good for, Oh, Untouchables. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, like his performance in Untouchables, like just right there, those two movies, Untouchables and Goodfellas, could not be more different. And now no. you've got his performance as a young Vito Corleone. So uh-huh. he's got, he's got fucking range. He does. Um. Is there's a reason that uh he's De Niro and everyone is just like it's De Niro. He's a fucking good actor. It's a shame that he wastes it on um, shitty movies now. Well, I mean, he was also nominated for Irishman, which came out like the that's a of good this year. point. So, so he he just took a break from being in good movies for a while. Um, but this, yeah, you're right. The perform, even though they're all gangsters, the performances are completely different because and. 
it's, I really like Untouchables. I find found Untouchables to be uh, really fun, and I like fun. Um, <laughs> I now I think that I need to defend myself a bit. I didn't like Godfather because of the pacing and stuff, but I I respect it a lot, and I need to, I need I need it to be known. Oh, for fuck's sake. That the Godfather just, is a good movie. You said before that you liked Godfather. You just didn't like the pacing. Now you're saying you don't like Godfather? I, I like a lot oh, of aspects. Of... <laughs> you are just trying to get me to hate you. I have a feeling that that is what's going on here. I don't appreciate conspiracies. <laughs> do you want to talk about Godfather 3? Like oh, yeah. Know? Bring up the movie you didn't even bother to see. There's an awesome idea. Anywho, there's incest, and what? not like Star Wars incest, like, like they boned. Well, I mean, not okay. So they're not brother sister, but they're cousins. So Michael turns over the reins to the kingdom, not to his own son, um, because he was kind of estranged from his children. He turns the reins over to Sonny's son, but not one of the sons. Okay, so if you go back to the first Godfather. Remember mm-hmm. when we were saying that, like, the woman, like, his wife, you know, we were talking about the um, Sicilian wives, and, and, you know, they they overlook, or not, not Sicilian, but, like, specifically mafia wives, they, like, overlook infidelity, and I pointed out that scene in the, the first Godfather when um, his wife noticed that Sonny was, like, flirting with another woman, and yeah. she kind of paused for a minute, and then she just kept going with her story and just acted like she didn't see it, but you know she saw it. Well, and then later on in that same situation, like during that same night, we see Sonny having an affair with a woman in a room. Yeah. That affair created a child. That child is Andy Garcia in Godfather 3. So he is the illegitimate son of Sonny. Now, he ends up taking over the, like, he takes the reins over from um, from Michael, but he falls in love with Michael's daughter. Oh, dear. His cousin. His first cousin. So they don't because know. Sonny is his father. No, they know. Sonny is his they father. Know. That's even worse. And Sonny is his father, and Michael is her father. And they're like, no, we shouldn't. And then he was like, they started making gnocchi and it turned will. into like a ghost kind of situation. Like, you know, from that scene from Ghost when like they she made was pottery making the together. clay. And, yeah, sweet, he, sweet they were pottery. making gnocchi and then like it turned into like a very sexual gnocchi. And that's very I was upsetting. just like, man, y'all are related. Ugh, no, gross. no, just no. Anywho. Um, so fun. What? Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so I remember uh last week we were talking about uh mafia movies. And remember I said, remember uh, we were talking about Goodfellas specifically, and you said something about like you you brought up the quote of like um a happy witness is a good witness, and I was like, Yeah, we'll get to that when we talk about Godfather. And Godfather yeah. Part Two, you remember when the guy was going to testify and then you know he's at the senate hearing and he's like he's getting ready to testify and he looks over and he sees his brother yeah and his brother from sicily 
and then all of a sudden he turns into a wise ass and he just he's like what was i gonna testify i don't know me testify me bro what Um, (laughs) yeah so it's a it was that was very much intimidation they didn't have to do they didn't have to say shit he literally just saw his brother and was like yeah i got nothing i don't know what you thought i was gonna say but i'm just gonna sit here and chill and uh if i happen to die in prison then good on me because my family will be taken care of aka not all murdered that (laughs) is a plus yeah like i mean that's that's devious and i love it see this it's when you say shit like that man it's when you say yeah you could just be like that's devious and you can leave it there but then no yeah twist the knife yeah jam it in there another half i loved it that's the part it's twisted and i love it that's the Hey, if you liked what you just heard, do us a favor, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Because why wouldn't you? We're some somewhat funny. I mean, you got to admit we're entertaining. We're dorks, but we're entertaining. We're fucking delightful. Share the love. Also, follow us on all the links that are in the description. Bye.